It is time for Tuesday's NBA injury report, smaller slate, four games, kind of what we typically get with Tuesdays, but that doesn't mean we don't have some significant names on the NBA injury report today. So like this video, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Also check out FanUp, the sponsor of the NBA injury report. If you sign up over at FanUp using the promo code OSMO, get $25 for free and $20 in free site credits. Don't have to do anything other than sign up using our promo code. Now let's get into this injury report, starting with the Atlanta Hawks. And John Collins has been out for an extended period of time, Adam. But now we also have Bogdan Bogdanovich listed as questionable in the injury report. Who do you see picking up the slack if Bogdanovich is out in addition to Collins? Yeah, I mean, I think that if Bogdanovich is out, you're looking at more solidified playing time for guys like Kevin Herter and DeAndre Hunter. Uh, in the last game, you got about 32 minutes from Bogdanovich, only about 18 or 19 for Herter, 25 for Hunter. Uh, if Bogdanovich is out, it just makes it more likely that you're getting you know, at least 30 minutes or so from those guys. And then also it's a, it's, it's a bump for Trey young. Um, we know that his rates really go up without John Collins, but if you also take Bogdanovich off the floor, young's averaging over a point, a fantasy point and a half per minute. So uh, it would be a bump for him as well. Yeah. And we know they do have a pretty fun rivalry with the New York Knicks and the Knicks have injuries of their own on the other side of this game, because Derek Rose, he's, I guess, expected to come back sometime sooner. That's not really in the cards right now, but in the front court now, there's no Julius Randle for the Knicks. He's been ruled out. Northern Hill also remains out. So who do you see picking up the minutes in the front court? And then for usage, is this is this just going to be R.J. Barrett taking all the shots he could handle? Yeah, I mean, I think you see a lot of run for Obi Toppin. Um, I'm expecting that he'll start in place of Randall. In the two games that he's played without Randall previously this year, he started and played about 27 minutes. Then he started and played about 45 minutes in a game that did not go to overtime. He just played like the entire game. Um, he's not a bad point per minute guy. I mean, you can say what you want about him as an NBA player, but uh, he's basically minimum salary. And assuming he starts, there's no real reason to think he's not playing enough minutes to easily pay off that price tag uh, from a usage standpoint. Yeah, it's a bump for RJ Barrett. It's a bump for Alec Burks. But I think Barrett in particular, because not only do you get a bump in usage, but you have to keep in mind that Julius Randle is very heavily involved in terms of assists as well. And if you look at Barrett's numbers without Randle on the floor this year, he gets a nice bump in assist percentage. So I think that it's a situation where guys like Burks, Fournier, uh, you know, quickly potentially look better, but Barrett's the one that just goes from, you know, looking good to looking phenomenal. Yeah. And I agree with what you said about, about Obi Toppin, just from this standpoint, uh, 15 minutes per game this year, 14 fantasy points. So if you're going to give him somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 minutes at his price point, really strong value play on a, on a shorter four game slate. And almost all of these games though, do have some sort of value somewhere. The next one, the Chicago Bulls, where Alex Caruso is now going to be moving into the starting lineup, presumably permanently, in place of Io DeSunmu. And then we have Zach Levine listed as questionable. Levine was questionable yesterday, but ultimately ended up playing this to the tail end of a back-to-back. Kind of makes me think he's a little more likely to sit then play. Uh, if that is the case, where do you see the usage going if Levine isn't, isn't active? It ends up being a bump for DeRozan and Vooch in particular. Um, I assume you would also get the Sunmu back in the starting lineup, most likely. Um, 4,700 for him, you know, not anything I'd be too excited about anyway. Um, Alex Caruso played 32 minutes yesterday as a starter. He's only 4,100, so I think he looks like a good value with or without Levine. But if you take Levine out, there's obviously more things, uh, more stats available for Caruso as well. And we have the Bulls playing against the Milwaukee Bucks. And on the Bucks side of the game, there's no Chris Middleton. He's out with a wrist injury. So I'm going to think that means we're going to see more usage go to Bobby Portis, Drew Holiday, and Giannis. Kind of those three is where almost all of the production is likely to go to. So two-part question. First of all, do you agree that those are the three guys that benefit? And then also, how does this make Giannis rate out compared to somebody like Nikola Jokic today? Um, yeah, so I mostly agree. One thing to keep an eye on 
Um, in the last game, Giannis was out and you got Portis and Lopez both starting. Then apparently today, um, Portis was asked about like his role with Brooke Lopez coming back. And he basically just started talking like unprompted about coming off the bench. So I don't know if that starts today or, or not. Um, but there's certainly a chance that you get Brooke Lopez in the starting lineup with Portis moving to the bench. Um, 4,400 for Brooke Lopez. If that happens, he did play around 20 minutes last game. If he starts, I think it would be a signal that you could get, you know, 24, 25 minutes from him. So uh, that's something to keep an eye on. And then with Middleton out, you know, yeah, more usage for Drew, more uh, usage for Giannis, not that he really needs it, but also a bump in assist percentage for Giannis, uh, you know, should have the ball in his hands more. I think it does make him look a bit better than Jokic, especially because he has the, you know, small forward power forward eligibility. So not, as premium a position as Jokic either. Um, that being said, you know, in tournaments, you still will certainly want to pay attention to the ownership between those two because, uh, you know, even if Giannis does project better than Jokic, you're still talking about Jokic beating Giannis probably 40 to 45% of the time. Yeah, and at least uh, as of now, our current ownership projections, starting with DraftKings, Giannis is projected to be in 38% of the field's lineups. Jokic only 25%. That is for DraftKings over on FanDuel. Giannis projected for 67% ownership right now. That is compared to 40% ownership for Nikola Jokic. So some food for thought, and we'll have better information later on the day. And the deeper dive and live before lock, check Adam and I out on those shows. Like the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Good luck tonight, everybody.